Welcome to episode 96 of the Solution Podcast. My co-host Jeff Seabach, Phil Sexton, and we've got a big guest. I think big maybe guest. in studio. I, I'm going with maybe the hottest realtor in the country. Oh wow. Based on like business or just because you love the way that because he's a good looking oh, dude? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 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 we got a man crush. Oh yeah. well that too, but um, we'll get to no, I honestly like I, I I'm thinking because when we go to Inman every year. We, they vote for the most innovative, right? Or the, but I, I, I'm pushing, actually I'm writing a, an article on Inman for teams. Oh, nice. And I'm pushing that we should have like a hall of fame and also like to me, like they do in sports. Cause like, cause it's clearly that in the NBA, they have more power than they used to like individuals. I mean, yeah. but I'm talking about how teams and individuals are getting that way in real estate where Brokers not going away, but the agents and the teams are having more power and that they should have a little more, you know, voice in this where we haven't previously. Yeah, definitely. But we can hear Jeff's voice. Do we not? Are we going to let him? We're going to tease him longer? No, 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 this no, no, is a no, no, podcast. No. You, okay, make your introduction and then I'll go with my story. Maybe with a drum roll. I mean, we're episode 96 and we've got the George Lawton. Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast hosted by Jeff Seabach and Phil Sexton. It's time to put the consumer first in real estate. Our podcast offers state-of-the-art internet tactics and lead conversion methods. We teach you how to become a better realtor and a more valued resource that your sphere will want to use. George, thanks for coming down today. Well, like well, what it is 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 that no, but we know that it's hard. You thought you were going to be on the talk. Agents, I think agents like if if when we tell the the listeners of, of our podcast that you have year over year have doubled your business, let alone it being in four months. Hold on, I mean, Hold on. I got like I got like, yeah, like it's good if you double your business in like a couple of years, but you doubled your production like. It, it, with in the first quarter over all of last year, right? Like that's a hot agent. I mean, that's yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Oh, I guess so. Let, yeah. Let, 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 I would guess so. so. I like to brag for you because I know that you're a very <laughs> modest guy, and that's why we love you, and we're glad you're here. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, the uh, the volume has increased. Profitability, though, <laughs> that's another thing. We're getting there, though. Maybe we'll by fourth quarter. Look, you got to have volume for like, let's get volume, right? And then let's figure out the other piece. Exactly. Of right. But I just have a couple of stats. And it's funny because every time that we do our podcast and we have a guest, I thank you, Shanley, for giving me the stats sheet on it. This one to me is, it actually makes me smile the most because as Jeff said, I've got that you're the, you run the lot team. Obviously you're, you're with my home group, correct? Right. Yep. I even have a partner with Baker though, right? Because are you? Yeah, Justin Baker. Yeah. Just Baker's Baker. the managing partner. And you are... Technically, still in the Remax Hall of Fame. I am. Yeah. Yes. I still promote that. Is that wrong? That's <laughs> <laughs> good. And I have your 2018. This is the number that Jeff bought at because in 2018, your sales volume was 170 million. Correct. And I and looked, you and you passed that year to date in February. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going through uh, April, but yeah. Okay, all right. In April, you passed. Well, it was. I was coming to George as we were getting warmed up for the show. That when I looked up his first quarter stats, and it was already over a hundred million just in MLS. Knowing that you also do deals off of MLS, that I was just massively impressed, and i just so excited that you could be here. Well, thanks, guys. I'm just equally excited. So. Uh, but is, 
We've got we're, we're yeah. echoes. Where, where I struggle though, so my client, because this is kind of talking about the change, and we're all about putting the consumer first here. But so a guy I sell a house to in 2008. Uh, I vacation with him. We uh, rent a house together on Mission Beach each summer, right? Yeah. So uh, we're pretty good friends, right? Like reasonably, yeah. So he owns a house we bought in Glendale, and um, he tells me he got a Zillow offer, and I'm debating whether I take the, you know, I bid, like I feel like I'm bidding against you, right? And I feel bad because I'm like, because he got a Zillow offer and I'm not getting compensation because he went to Zillow directly and he got this offer. And I said, well, you know, hey, I, you know. And he I, calls you to say, what do you think? What do I think? <laughs> yeah. And I think, I said, and of course I said, I think you need more offers because that's our just general strategy when you're getting offers. So it's we, an option, right? That's why I explained it. I actually had a, a friend text me the other day said that they were thinking about going with homie and asked me what I thought of that. I'm like, well, that's an option, but have you looked at all your options, right? And I think that's ultimately what the consumer wants. They want somebody that's going to advise them of every single option you could possibly have, right? Right. Yeah. yeah no, well said. But I want to. I want to let. Not everybody knows that George Lawton. Like you've got a. What do we call your? You got a relationship with Zillow. What yeah, do we call that? So they they partner wherever Zillow offers launches. They partner with uh, an agent in that market. And so, so Zillow offers is in how many cities? Do you know? Ten. Ten, ten cities. Yeah, just okay. launched Minneapolis Monday. So, okay. And they're doing a roadshow because we were at the roadshow uh, reintroducing or letting everybody know officially about offers and how they can introduce people to Zillow to buy houses and all that stuff. And you are their representative. But you were the anchor, though. You were like the first. Were you the Yeah, first? so they launched first in Phoenix. We were the one that. You know, inaugural? What is that? I mean. What, inaugural? Is that a word? Yeah, that is a word. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm looking for official stuff. Yeah, so we helped launch it. We were there early on, kind of uh, helping, you know, talk about strategy, you know, from contracts to every little piece of it. Um, and yeah, we were the, the first one here. In yeah, high five. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And now, you know, you're, you're, you're killing it. So it's been a so, good, it's been so a good, it, has it been a good business decision for you? Uh, uh, yes, definitely. I mean, the opportunities that come out of that um, from lead generation, seller lead generation, buyer lead generation, my team sees it, they convert at a high level. Um, we love it, man. It's yeah. definitely been a great. I mean, I don't know. Let's be real. The opportunity to be on the Solution Podcast might not have been there. <laughs> I still think it would have been there. He was still, I mean, like he, was one, he was one above us on the real trends, right? Like he... Because we misrepresented our numbers, he beat us by five. Yeah. <laughs> I misrepresented just to beat you guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was teasing. You beat us. Uh, <laughs> All right. So I like that. I mean, obviously, a lot of the local Phoenix agents know they see your signs. You've got Zillow writers on your signs, right? I don't know. I know also, though, that you are under NDAs, like what you do with Zillow. We can't talk about it all. So I kind of feel like I'm interviewing. Uh, an actor about a series that they're on where they can't do spoiler alerts but like is there anything about that program that you can share with our listeners just what you see from your side of it is there anything well, that's I was gonna go more at this angle with it and we don't was... want him to answer the question no he's gonna answer for sure <laughs> no, but let him buy time I was talking to my team about you know as we talk about the changing in the market and that we have to look at some things as lost leaders and that a lot of times it may initially, in real estate, we're about creating more clients and doing the right thing for them. And that we can't, sometimes the agents can be so one transaction or two transactions focused 
And that as you obviously took this huge leap of faith thinking of the the end game, but also, you know, we think because it's putting the consumer first because it was actually the change of the market coming and you saw that. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a, you know, looking at where they were going with the industry, where the industry is going in general, what the consumer wants, right? Like assuming you know, it was two years ago, Justin Baker and I said, I said, let's just assume everything we know about real estate is wrong, right? Let's just assume that the way that our clients want to be engaged, the way they want to buy and sell homes is wrong. Let's tear up the playbook, start over. How do we make this simpler? How do we engage with our clients in a way that they like, in a way that converts? And that's what we've tried to do. And it starts leading to this process that makes it hopefully simpler for you to sell your house. Like our big, hairy, audacious goal, the BHAG, right? Is like, I want a button on their fridge that tells them basically what their house is worth. They push the button and the transaction's done, right? Like that's ultimately like, well, yeah. what was Bill Gates? I want a computer on in every home in America, right? Like I want, that's what we want. I want to be able people to push a button. And it's that freaking simple to move forward with selling your house. And I want to be with the Latin team, of course. So there's always two Did questions. Did you mean C-Buck team? C-Buck no, team. but I think, I think <laughs> no. But when you being here is, it's clear that to me, because I know there's a lot of negativity around the Z word and that not that, like we think of them as a frenemy, but because they're competing against us for some stuff. But the reality is, is that we're never going to lose sight of needing an agent between the the buyer and I mean there's got to be an exactly. agent involved. But, but what what does the consumer want? They don't care about what's going on necessarily as much behind the scenes. There's a lot of things we do as agents that they don't know about, right? They, they don't realize that it takes all of these steps, all of this process to make the transaction work, right? They want it simplified. Just like if you ordered batteries from Amazon, you don't care how many planes they have that it took to get there. You don't care about all the other little minute details. You know, to get George, there. I've never really thought about that. You're, You're right. Just, I just want to show up tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I want. Or a banner, yeah. and, and, and Amazon, I like, yes. like, like, why isn't it here yet, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't care how many planes batteries. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to push a button. Well, magic but you're curious. People still want to know how many planes you have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, why though? I think this is going to be magically just even more powerful than it's been so far. And why it's like, because I don't think that realtors had the vision that the amount of people that wanted simpler and faster versus the complexity of a normal sale. Like to me, the category is actually growing and getting bigger than I thought it was as the you know, doing showings and open houses and the frustration that people go through in selling houses and that we are going to have to, on the traditional side, make it simpler because people are like, I don't care if it's a few points, I'm done, I'm out. Well, it, it's not for everybody, that's for sure. The one thing that um, we've seen on the Zillow offer side is the consistency. It's across all demographics, life events, but the consistency is they value convenience. You know, they could make more money possibly listing traditionally, but they're choosing to go that route because for some reason they don't want to be deal with the hassle. They want, like what I tell, how I explain it is we want to replace the seller with their, well, I want to take those pain points away from them. So I'm going to take those on myself, right? That's why you're on the consumer first podcast, baby. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we'll get to that. But so back to my story about my guy oh. from Chicago. Oh, no, yeah. no, I'm just talking to tell the whole story on where this ended. No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> but Are those the spoiler alerts? No. Yeah, sure. I, I, my point of why this is being successful, just to try and help people out, because so, you know we had a meeting earlier today with lots of agents, and they're like, "Oh, well, this is why it's not going to work, and this is why it's not going to work." And 
I wanted to share this with tidbit story because my client, when he got the knowing that it could be over in a few days and the simplicity of that, mm-hmm. I was amazed because you know, I rented his furnished rental and he negotiated over four hundred dollars <laughs> worth the electrical yeah. for three yeah. weeks, yeah. about four hundred dollars. But the offer difference was about eight thousand, and he's like, ah, "F it, I'll just go with the Zillow offer." And I'm like, "Wait!" Like I was just like, ah, "I was beside myself." Like I could not sell it on the on the open market because he needed some things done for what Zillow was able to offer him, and eventually because I got an offer for open door as well, I was willing to offer him. But I was just amazed that he was willing to forego it's about seven thousand dollars just because. But I'm done today like i just gotta click on the app right now except and it's over but just like i was like how can you be arguing about four hundred dollars over here for three weeks and now you're just like eight thousand dollars i'll take it (laughs) i guess my question so let's say he hadn't talked to Zillow yet and you went there for that listing appointment first and he was saying that oh no he talked to me unfortunately i did not i didn't didn't i was like you didn't I didn't know because he was my BFF and he's like, he's like my, my uncle's moving out. I'm like, I'll talk to you about when you get here. I have a presentation class that you come to. I'm not that good. No, we've had to revamp our whole thought process. Thanks to you and the other agents that are treading away here that what you just said, what we've been doing is actually broken. Yeah. And that now the consumer can be like, you should show up with offers. Yeah. Like, how are you a realtor? If you got clients, why are you not showing up with offers? Because essentially, you that's what options. What, right. right. Yeah, exactly. Why are you not providing me with options? If you only told me that I had to paint this house, put new carpet in before you could list it. Oh, that was me. Yes. Because you have, don't you want to get more money for your house? Yeah. Sometimes they say, no, 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 no. no, no especially when they, yeah. especially when they, they know where they're going. Like sometimes like what's on the, where they want to spend that money. It, it, like they're comfortable with it, but uh, it's amazing how the category is growing. I would agree. So I got a couple other things about Zillow, just because this is a consumer first in real estate podcast. I've got to bring up the fact that Zillow just rolled out the best of Zillow awards, right? In there trying to figure out customer experience scores. So now they're, what, surveying clients behind the scenes that we don't even see until after the client puts the survey numbers. I mean, then they come back to us. You're just stating that Zillow is definitely putting the consumer first because they are caring more about what the consumer thinks. They are actually asking the consumer during the process what they think. And we don't have the ability because before with the Zillow reviews, right? Like you've always talked about the review process is broken because who do you send the review request to? Yeah. The, I'm going to give you the five-star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're sending to everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. those bastards. And so yeah. we don't choose. The Zillow is sending those surveys to the people that interact with their website, and we don't have the ability to filter those out. Yeah, and that's something that's broken in the system, right? It, essentially, You're saying we, in the real estate world. In the real estate world. Right? Yes. We get, it's nothing to do, obviously, customer experience is, is huge, right? That, that's your repeat referral business. That's where it comes from. You create a great experience. But we have really no great way to measure that or you're only compensated based on the sales volume and the commission, right? But what if you were compensated based on the consumer experience, right? Yeah. What if the most of it, so you're really shifting this industry from this sales industry, right? 
to the service industry. And that's what we try to entrench in our agents, you know, our team members. Like, don't think just sales. And of course, you got KPIs, we got to hold you accountable to certain things. But at the end of the day, it's the consumer experience that matters the most. We obviously been focused on it wow, and well said. it's you know i uh we're about we're hosting an event next wednesday i don't expect you to be there we, we appreciate your time that we got you here today invite him down oh you're welcome <laughs> we'll bring you on a stage if you'd like to but but we have a couple hundred people coming to the event right so we're gonna have tina tambor there we're gonna have we're doing that time. did you see our prices wrong instagram you've been pretty busy I did not. Okay, Sorry. we do. Well, we're we're gonna do the. I look a little bit like Drew Carey. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. There it is. Yes. You just saw it. Yeah. yeah. But um. Put a long skinny mic in his hand. And, it's, <laughs> and a tie. And a tie. Yeah. yeah. And a tie. And a tie. I don't even know where I was going. Now I'm fully distracted. The consumer <laughs> putting the oh, consumer right. first, right? right? Like how we can turn the the conversation from mm -hmm. just sales, just selling houses, into what does the consumer want? What are we doing in our business to give better customer service? But what you're doing with Zillow and making where you're taking it with the consumer, well, as we're trying to interview people, they really still talk about what we call the customer experience. Mm -hmm. And that's like when you go to a ball game and they serve popcorn and they beer and they have the ketchup and the relish right around the outside versus the team actually getting better. Where I actually think that the this iBuyer is improving the actual sales process. Yes. Like, because we talked about having to train agents and to help them change the way they think is exactly what you're saying. I mean, you're you're speaking our, our words here. Well, that's a, you know, I think we've tried other things in the past to make it a better experience, like the concierge program where you have this, you know, you have the parking spot in front of your office and they come in, you have, you know, three different types of iced tea for them to choose from, right? But at the end of the day, I couldn't give them really what they wanted in that, which was either convenience and certainty, right? You could do so many things throughout a transaction, especially as the listing agent. In the end, the buyer doesn't qualify. Yes. You did everything right. You provided this great. Where did you get that word certainty from? Uh, I stole it from the dictionary. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that one of yours? Or well, it was Bill's word. Phil came up with I, uh, yeah. I don't try to claim the word. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> I do know that one of the reasons why the open door models, the iBuyer models work, is because there's a level of certainty there. Yep. And that unknown is an amazing, like with there's traditional sales is so powerful in people's stress levels. And you think about the, the amount of money that people pay in this country to de-stress themselves. That really, it's that. It's that I can get the level of certainty and not have carry the stress of this, and it costs me an extra, in your world, 7,000 or whatever that was. Jeff, hey, go for it. We just underestimated it, because we were just the whole doing it. We were just doing our jobs, right? Like, I mean, because you kind of, it can be grueling. Real estate can be super grueling, and you, you, it's hard to think when you think industry changing because we're amidst massive changes. It's hard to think that these outside companies were going to bring it right. Meaning, um, Open Door and Zillow and OfferPad and you know, like. But now, now what, it's here. Here's the deal: is yeah. what what did those companies do? They proved the model. And yeah. so now, what are we seeing from brokerages across the land? They're rolling out. What brokers own. are best at doing and what agents are best at doing? What are agents best at doing? Rip off and duplicate. It's called R and D. No joke, but kudos to Open uh, Open Door, if you will, because Zillow saw what success yes. they were having, mm -hmm. and what did they do? They said, "Hey, we're not going to be left behind." 
here. Let's do this. And now you've got the big brokerage models that are rolling out their own iBuyer programs, which are these seller lead gen programs, which is everybody's been trying to go after. And instead of calling Jeff Seabach and say, what's the best way to generate seller leads? <laughs> they roll out iBuyer programs. <laughs> well, but they were ready. No, but, but to your point with the CSAT score is that they were already trying to, I mean, I to highlight agents that give good customer service. Yes. 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 And that's why, George, I think you got one of these. I did. A I Best did. of Zillow yes. Award, right? Okay, nice. Wow. I don't put mine up right on my desk. You don't? Oh, I wear mine in my pocket. Thanks, man. Good problem. Good problem. I was amazed in their road show because in their road show, they were talking, and I think this is a wake up for the, for the industry because they talked about. How if you don't get a CSAT, is it is it CSAT? Yeah, of seventy-two or greater, that they're almost like they you're not say it's like like you're almost dead to me. Yeah. Like, but that's kind of what the industry needs is if you're not gonna perform in in trying to please the consumer and, and that they're willing to be like, I'll give you a five-star review, I'll give you a what would you do with one of your team members if you sent them a lead and they never called it, never touched it? We'd send them more leads because we're not <laughs> yeah. that smart. <laughs> bad question. Oh, yeah, bad bad. Bad. You know, no, no, no. What do you mean we're not busy? We used to do with our team members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, we would believe them. Our team members would sell us on the fact that the lead was bad. Yeah. yeah. We would believe them. Yeah. Yes. It's an agent. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. But no, we've worked on our accountability. I mean, what, you know, it's just, uh, we were a victim of a super hot market, right? So uh, we've gotten a lot better recently, but I mean, you were very successful in 2017, 2018 as well, not just in 2019, but when the market is just absolutely cooking, you can lose yeah, focus, good, yeah. right? Like, you know, yeah. the, the drip to Hawaii, yeah. <laughs> things were good, right? Like you can not, there were some leads that we definitely lost out on, a few, few thousand maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you start dialing that in, get better, you know, better scoreboards, better metrics, you know, make sure that you're holding those agents accountable. I mean, do I say that none flip, slip, flip, slip through the cracks now? No, they still do definitely, yes. but. Yeah. Thank you, George, because to hear you say that helps us, yeah. helps me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. We can. You can be George Lawton and still have leads slipped in the cards. Oh, great. I mean, it, he said yes. He said yes. It happens. Okay, good. It happens. All right, so you actually have 100 and – how big is your team right now? So we have uh, – in Phoenix, we have about 140 agents. Then we also have an Orange County office where we have 34 agents. Okay. Are you going nationwide, or do you just like um, to visit Orange County? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so nationwide is not necessarily in the short-term vision. Is it in the 10-year vision, possibly? Um, but there's only two reasons that that I would choose to expand, and that's uh, either I have a great lead source in that in that market, or I have great talents in that market. So. Uh, that's Which was it for OC? Talents. Talents, yeah. Nice. Uh, talent that we aligned with um, had uh, uh, was actually somebody with the team. And, um, they were they moved? Yeah. Oh, right. well, that's uh, that's awesome. So oh, you got okay. 130, so 174 agents on the team total. Correct. And then of those 174, do you give leads to them all? Well, not all their CSAT scores are amazing. So, no, I'm just kidding. You have to earn the opportunity. So, um, early on, we learned, uh, you know, I, I would bring somebody in, you'd have a great conversation initially, and then they said, we work leads, I do a great job at it. 
and you bring them in, you give them 20 leads, whatever, where they, they're nowhere to be found. You know, they're not following up the right way. We have great training programs in place. You're so, a bad lead provider. Yeah, <laughs> a bad lead provider. Yeah. Um, but so we kind of scaled that back. So now of that 174, about 30 actually receive leads. Um, and then the ones that are doing the activities uh, receive the opportunity to receive leads. Which so, means sitting open houses or is that sit, Sitting open houses are one of our uh, metrics or standards for people that are in the, the beginning program. Because you have three levels? Three levels, Still yeah. Still three levels. Yeah, yes, correct. Okay. So uh, you enter in, the bottom is that you, know, you have to be doing at least a deal a month, right? You've got to have two in escrow. you got to be making your daily dials. you got to be holding open houses at least once a week. Uh, four a month is what we ask for. Uh, and all these activities. We ask for three. Yeah, three, yeah. Yep. So we're asking for these activities. And if they do those activities, but also the, if you're doing those activities, we want to see some production. And then once you results. start hitting some of the production, the results, then we'll move you up into what so we call two it, transition. Two and what do you call one a month? Like a transition team, right? So it's essentially we have about eight to nine agents on that, on that transition team. And they're working, actively working leads. We're sending them a higher level of accountability, weekly one-on-one coaching, uh, making sure that they're hitting higher standards. Um, and then at the end of that, so we usually do it in a 60 to 90 day cycle, then they move up into what we call like our lead team, our top performer team. Right. Um, and those people are held to an even higher standard. Which of course. Is 48 units a year, right? Right. Um, plus more calls, more dials, you know, more capacity. And just like anything else, most importantly, so closing like, business, right? If you're not <laughs> standards, yes, you can always be dropped down, dropped like that. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So you got eight to nine people in transition, and so then you've got 22, 22. Exactly. people in yeah. the elite team. Correct. But you give leads to people in transition too. Correct. Yeah, okay. that's you just don't said. give leads at the beginning stage. Correct. So in sure. transition, I'm just here's the leads. Are you going to work them effectively? What's your conversion like? Um, are you going to hold to these higher accountability and higher standards. Yeah. All right. Do so you let's segment it by source then? Do you give the transition team certain sources? Yeah. Um, the tougher ones. Right. <laughs> right. So we still post on Craigslist. Um, those are great. Facebook leads. leads. Facebook leads like crazy. Right. Yep. And then AdWords. AdWords. So right. those tough ones to convert. Uh, but man, if you get a day out, you know, gold. So then, so leads, best leads are sign calls, Zillow leads. Yeah, our top converters, uh, Zillow um, is number one up there. Uh, sign calls still, uh, once you kind of scrub the data a little bit. Yeah, we've struggled with sign calls. Yeah. I mean, the, the weird thing is, is we've seen, I don't know, do you do, or we're seeing people coming into the open house and wanting to then buy the house. Has that been working for you? We're not seeing that as much. Um, open houses are one of our top converters, but it's also, um, that data is a little bit scrubbed as well, too, because it's only the good information. So when I look at my conversion rate on open houses, I'm like, wow, that looks amazing. But how many open houses did it take to get there? You know, how many people didn't actually go in the database? Oh, you're saying we closed 15 right. transactions this month from open houses, but we did 175 open houses. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Well, uh, what we've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this, uh, is that the consumer lies more. Um, they have a guard up is the way okay. that I think. That's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you buying a house? No, actually, because yeah. we, we've been talking to some of the Zillow people, they were saying that too. We're like, they're like, no, we're not looking. What's the school district and how far is it? How is it from harder from this house to the grocery store? And no, we're not interested. <laughs> and that's it. Like, how do you give, once again, what the consumer, what they want? Obviously, they've got their guard up. You need to be there to answer questions. 
oh, you know, we're talking about, do you need to be there live? You know, does it even, can we have, you know, some sort of text messaging or FaceTime for somebody that wants to hold, you know, on vacant properties um, to be able to talk to somebody when you have questions? They want to raise their hand when they're ready. Um, and obviously that's what we've seen. How can we be there? How can we be there in that kind of front of mind at that point? Yeah. So are you doing anything with uh, electric door opening? Uh, yeah, so uh, Tour Now has launched in uh, in Phoenix. Tour, Tour, Tour Now. It, Tour It Now. Tour, Tour in, It Now. Tour Now has launched in Phoenix on the Zillow offer stuff. So it's on a handful of properties, is it? Because uh, Open Door just lets people go to the house and then enter the door. You're not there yet. Not there yet. Okay. Yeah, testing right now. Uh -huh. uh, we'll be there really, really soon. Because what percentage of the houses you're selling are vacant? Can you answer that? Hmm. I don't know that. I mean, roughly. Uh, like Zillow listings. More, more than yeah. half? Uh, yes, of our listings, more than half are vacant. Right. I mean, not of your repeat customer, but now I think that, would you say that the Zillow business is 50% of your business, 75%? It's about about 60, 60% right now. I mean, they just have a lot of, there's a lot of volume. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Yeah. Awesome. So then the people, and, I, and forgive me, we run a team, right? We've got agents. We, uh, do you still do tool time Thursdays? I am. You I are? I that from you guys. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. But we still, we, we, we R&D that. R&D. Dude, that's good. Nice. Um, so the people that are the hundred and, uh, whatever that. But there's a difference of R&D of when you ask for it and yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. The 150 <laughs> people that are in the, the first stage there. What is what is the what does the Latin team do to help push them into the transition team? So training, man, training mentoring. So all of our training tools are online. We have use a, a platform called Thinkific, which every, changed because it was something else. Yeah, you started. With, I don't know what we started with, but Thinkific fit better for what we wanted to do right. eventually. I mean, eventually you want to take that and white label it if you can. Well, I would imagine with 174 agents, you're repeating the same thing over and over again. Yeah, if that's like if, you say, if you have to say something more than twice, just go ahead and create a screencast for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We find that's obviously. The and that's the thing. If it does, it's create a screencast. Yeah, create a screencast for you know anything from a listing presentation to pulling comps. Every how do you hold an open house? And we break it down into like little eight-minute segments. Um, so I don't do a two-hour presentation on how to do a listing presentation. We go, here's the eight minutes, here's the first step you do. And then tomorrow you can have eight, eight more minutes, or is it next day? You or could do it that same day, but we find that there's a break yeah, there's a break. They got to go to the bathroom, they got to call their friend, they got to hit Instagram. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there's a quiz after every eight-minute section. Yeah, I don't think it's that that often, but I that's like the yeah. uh, ideally there's more quiz. Right. Uh, interesting. Wow. So then you said listing appointments. Is that just listing appointment class or do you do listing appointments with the screencast as well? I haven't done an actual live listing appointment with the screencast. Well, yeah. Because you said if you have to repeat yeah. the same thing more than twice, you should do a screencast. That's true. I haven't done that. I haven't ventured out and done uh, like a listing. So we do have a listing presentation video that goes out to the consumer that tells them what we How find. long is it? Eight minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, ours is like four Four minutes and thirty-four seconds. We do also known as not long enough. Not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My plan is better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> longer this podcast. <laughs> this podcast is obviously too long because it's more than eight minutes. Yeah. So, okay. Knowing that that's the Why eight number. minutes? Because you're from China. 
Don't the Chinese love eight? I have no Everything idea. Ends in I, eight? Was, I, was, okay. I was on you're an island the... not knowing what was going on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe. I don't it's know. either three or eight. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. We're trying to entertain yeah. people. It's yeah. not just. All right, back to the eight-minute okay. video. You do a because we've been testing with texting a a, a video to yeah. people for you do that too. Yes. So bomb bomb video. Um, we actually have a template set up within Boomtown integrates with Bomb Bomb. Uh, we can send it out that way. You can send it out as a text message, obviously, too. Um, but, but this is just, before this is more you just going on consumer listing appointments. Correct. The little, the little stuff. Correct. Right? Yeah. yeah. A consumer listing appointment. This explains, you know, what can we do for you? Uh, that way, if the agent inevitably what happens, you get caught up in a conversation, a listing presentation. This is what I hate it is I get into a listing presentation. We start talking, talk about their motivation and then. I didn't tell them that I did uh, retargeting or something, right? Like something stupid. They're like, well, I went with the CBOC team because they do more Facebook ads than you. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, we're doing yeah. the same thing. Yeah. 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 And so amazing. I wanted to get something out. So the agent, they'll send it the day before they go. Right. And then the day of, they'll actually confirm, hey, I just want to double check, make sure you got a chance to watch it in the video. Super important stuff in there. So in case we miss something, you can see all that we do. Yeah. We actually, uh, I love it. I'm going to ask you just more questions about it, just from the operation standpoint. Does that so when you when you're does a client concierge or an ISA schedule that listing appointment, or is that done? Does the agent schedule their own? Both. So obviously inbound seller leads, which uh, we generate a few of those. That's all ISA. The other ones okay. come from uh, the agents. Generally, what we're seeing is a lot of our seller leads repeat referral, yeah. or they start out as buyers. Uh, yeah. I haven't really found a, a great seller lead gen tools, but anything that is inbound seller lead, an ISA is going to convert to an appointment. Okay. And so then is the ISA the one that sends Sometimes. that video out the day before? And the ISA is the one that confirms that appointment the day of? I like the listing agent to go ahead and confirm the appointment. The, the agent out there that's going to be on the appointment to confirm it. And so then how do you track that or do you? The ISA tracks that. So the ISA says to the listing agent, text appointment me your tag. screenshot. So tags, all in tags, right? right? So yeah. we're in this, uh, uh, inception of a lead right like it's this crazy how do you pull good data out of uh, we, we use boomtown which boomtown's great uh we've been in follow-up boss sync uh the only way that we can really get the data out that we want none of them have great dashboards for me to say appointment set, reporting on them is... appointment done conversion to appointment conversion to this none of them have it so we have to actually pull pretty much everything out and we're so dependent on tags that i want an hourly person making sure that everything's tagged yeah. Um, or I'll have 61 versions of appointment done. So it's APPT. <laughs> so I love the, the I yes. 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 And so we pull all of that out into a G sheet and then we use a, um, a dashboard platform called Grow so we can see it. But all of that, so many things are triggered by tags. Yeah. Uh, and important. when you pull Boomtown tags into a spreadsheet, they're numeric now, right? Yeah. So then you have a, a code of what numbers equal which ones yeah. you want. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, yeah. Well, we're figuring out. I was never, and I'm not the tech. I have a director of operations, uh, but uh, but I'm becoming more and more of tech. I'm understanding. Yes. Yeah, so oh, yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. That's awesome. Well, there's a lot to um, good data. In oh, my, I mean, good data is what. That's your, your property. I mean, that's what's that's what's sellable at the end of this, right? Yeah. So, what about staff? that's what Compass is after, at least? Yeah. Wow, that's a whole new topic. But what about staff? Do you guys have? 
how many employees or I don't know, independent contractors. I just call them staff. Yeah, so staff, um, like W two employees, we have sixty five right now. Um, a lot of that, you know, helping. Let me with, pick my job off the table. Yes, yeah. Sixty five W two employees. Sixty five. So wow. transaction coordinator. Are you? Do you have? Time. Do you host the people that fix up the houses? Do you have to have them as employees? That's all, that's Zillow people. Correct. Oh wow! So you have the space for sixty-five, or do, you, do they work from home, or you guys? Yeah, so operation. the majority, the majority of them um, work from the office. Uh, we have a building in Northwest uh, Phoenix, and then like twelve work from home. So then it's it's just support nice. inside each. You said because you had different centers of the yeah. city. Our our inside sales team is you know fifteen people. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, I have you know payroll. Uh, buyer's agent, payroll, listing specialist. And we're not an employee agent model, mm. but there are certain things that I, I, I say buyer's agent, it's more of like a, a showing, showing specific. Yeah. Right? And seller listing agents, I want, you know, I want some control, I guess, and I'm not control freak, but um, some control over what your business day. Yeah, we, we have, we have a point, we have meetings we have to have, we have, you know, very structured, um, these are the standards that you're hitting. And with 1099 employees, I don't, have that control necessarily so i want to make sure that we can get the you know get them to hit the standards that we want they're in line with the vision it's hard it is awesome hard. i love the operation as you're describing it i think that that's awesome yeah that's fun yeah. right business business, business. Yes. Yeah. yeah wow all right jeff see well, the well no i'm just because uh in my article that i'm writing for him and i talked about that and i'm interested what your take is is that i'm making the prediction that Teams in the current size today, probably because I know you and I had you in mind, are gonna triple and quadruple what they are. Meaning that because like when you look around the country, absent Ben Kinney, and we'll say absent you, meaning that you're not part of the equation, maybe Jason Mitchell, the other fifty thousand teams are maybe as many as what's uh, seventy-five agents. Like what do we? What, I mean, the dude we interviewed out of Missouri. Right, he had he was doing three hundred thirty million. Doug, mm, no, oh. Rob, Rob, Rob Kellerman or El Kellerman. Kellerman. Yes. yes, hey Rob, shout out. Yeah, but um, <laughs> and then Mark Spain out there in in Georgia. Has, but he's not brokerage. No, but still, okay. But he's a he's an indie brokerage, right? Yeah. But you know, to me, that's still a team. They just go indie broker. That was in my article as well. But this, but I think that teams are going to go to the. 300 agents, you know, 250 agents, 300 agents. You're, you're already there, right? We're just talking to the tip of the what? spear. <laughs> I mean, why do you think that is? I, I'm kind of of the same mindset. I'm just, you know, the what led to the path to get there? What, well, to me, it's, it's that brokers, uh, uh, big brokers, no, the word agents. Is, the and, word is um, mediocrity. Yeah. Right? Like, you're not going to stand for me. You're not going to stand for a 74 season. C sat score yes, in your is. operation yes and therefore they're not going to be in your operation unless they're hold, held to a higher standard and what happened then i think it was what 1974 when this whole independent contractor wave started as opposed to employees is that messed it up right where now we can't tell these agents what to do and so the agents get to do whatever they want and their level of service isn't necessarily what your standard is going to be and so now that you've got guys like you and mitchell and jeff and george and rob that are holding it to a higher level of standard, that's why it's growing is because those are the ones that are providing the best customer service and they look at it as a business and you can scale services 
Whereas an ind independent agent, they can't, they can't compete with the level of services that you can at your volume because you, it's a volume play. I don't know how like the single independent agent's going to be able to evolve to that, right? All the hats that we have to wear and all the little departments just we have a feedback department on the listings, you know? Like yeah, okay, but I have I have two, I mean, I got a few thoughts on this. Well, the reason why I think it's going to grow, well, no, well, what, here's what the studio saying. audience is laughing because George said, uh-oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm sorry, the Seabox employees are laughing because George said, uh-oh. Well, you know I love this kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, to your latest argument, though, I originally was predicting what you were predicting. I mean, we went on stage at Inman and I said that we're going to reduce agents and all the individual agents are going to go away. But what we started to see this year is that because the consumer now shops on their own, that they just want to use their friend who will offer them a discount or whatever because they don't really need, they just need someone to process the transaction. Where before they needed an agent, like, because you know, when people buy a house, they don't feel like they need an agent. But when they sell a house, they want number one. That's what we, that's what the way I see. So I see the shift in the marketplace, meaning that back to the previous argument, let me finish the first one, is that I think there's going to be a, the agents that are in trouble are actually the agents in the middle is because they're not great because they're competing against us for that other business. Because the, what I, I even said at the team Tampa, I was like, hey, can you, Search in your little database with the Crawford report there. Your little database yeah. of your 18 billion points. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, I said, are, is there more agents doing transactions? Because I noticed that, uh, okay, so like my past client, client who I've been marketing to over, you know, I sold him three houses and we've been marketing it to him. You know, he's like, well, I was going to use my renter, you know what I mean? Because he was going to give me a deal. And, you know, I was marketing to him, so I found out about it. And then he ended up selling his house to his painter friend that, you know what I mean? Like, everybody has a license. Yes, yeah. like, like, to me, it's... It, yeah. I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to help him wrap up the point. So you're saying that the, that the agent that is in the middle as a full-time right. realtor but not making it is in more trouble right, than right. the part-time agent who isn't reliant on the total... Yeah. Right. Because right. usually it's somebody that, that has another career either their own career and they do it part-time so they can do a discounted deal. But basically the consumer wants less fees in the transaction, right? Oh, and they want simple. No, but they don't want less fees in the transaction. They want more money. It, it Look, convenience really is sometimes what they want. They don't all want convenience though. Right? Exactly. They also, right, we can't, care most we used to use that. Yeah. We used to use that broad stroke and say everybody wants top dollar. Okay, well, because no. this isn't an hour podcast, the second point is, is that I, I that he isn't he nice to like that's the shut up Phil, but it's very nice. <laughs> well, to me, it's it's logical that um, to think that there's going to be consolidation in the industry because everything's going shit back crazy, right? Like there's so much ingenuity going on in the space, and this is what happened with technology in '99, 2000 before the crash, and then the winners took just ate everybody up and ate up all the other companies because there's so much. Nobody knows where it's going, and there's so oh, much evolution. This is that, when you ask George to join EXP. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I get it. I get no, no, it. Now. No, 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 no. no what, what I think is, is that teams have to grow to stay relevant, right? And so that they have market space. Because when you have the leaders in the industry, which are Zillow 
and Redfin, which is like the public companies, and you have Compass, and then you see the older brokers that are trying to stay relevant, but that competition is there. You know, like where where is it going to go? Who's going to you know? And then is is uh, Amazon going to come in and just just buy up? Uh, yeah. They're going to be like, we'll take Zillow for for two billion, and we'll take Open Door for let's go on a billion and a half, right? Like, and then who's going to you know who's going to be relevant is the that's why I think the teams are like, we got to get bigger. We got to get, we got to own, because the more, like you said, the data, right? Yeah. The more space that we occupy makes yeah. it it's relevant where under the old model, we were just independent agents and we really had no relevancy. But now you're, you're a whole industry. Uh, <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for that, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to um, segue very, uh, I don't know, fluidly, into Brian Colhane posted, why is eight a lucky number in China? And Jeff, you are correct. It is the luckiest number because of uh, the definition that everybody can read on the Facebook post, right? <laughs> Since eight, the number eight is believed to bring good luck. Wow, good job. Eight, you knew that. I knew something. Yeah, there you go. Good, yeah, job. Yeah. good job. All right. If there's any other questions out there, because I, I got, I got, you got number facts. eight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> If there are any questions that you guys would like us to ask George, now's the chance to post them into the comment thread. I'm just going to scroll up because we've gotten a few comments. Hey, Kimberly. Oh, yes. Thank you. Great info. Great nuggets so far. Don't miss. Yep. The solution. The sales price is wrong. LOL. All right. That's it. If you guys have any questions, let us know. Otherwise, you were fucking awesome. Sorry. What else? Well, well, no. Oh, okay. All right. Look, Jeff, you can't end a solution podcast without asking the guests what they're doing to put the consumer first. Oh, to help we, with we, the, we did nothing but talk about I'm putting saying, the consumer like, the entire time. You Usually have we have to ask it because everybody wants to talk about things that is not putting the consumer first. We talk about putting the consumer first the whole time. I would argue yeah, the whole be, show has been about it. Okay, so then let me, yes. let me say, I don't want to be redundant because I feel like we've been talking a lot about putting the consumer first on the seller side. So let me oh, ask you, George. On the buyer side, what are you doing to put the consumer first on the lot? So either in helping them find a home easier and yes. helping them transition easier and finding the best deal. So one, I think, uh, you know, we were really guarded. I don't, I didn't want to create a team where people just showed up to open up doors, right? That was a, a mantra of ours. Um, but I did want to give the consumer what they wanted, right? If you want to see a house, I want to make it easy for you to see that house. I don't want to have to say, well, did you pre-qual with our lender? Did you, I want to deliver on an appointment and then maybe ask qualifying questions after that, but still you can sit around and think about this make, shit a lot. Make a we never have conversations yeah. like that. I, like, I think make a deposit, right? And first, then first, right? Like, yeah. what do we have? And my agents, some of them, you know, not all of them want to do it. So what do we do? We hire a couple showing assistants. No, deliver on that. Make sure we're safe, right? Uh -huh. um, but we're delivering on our appointments. So uh, that's probably, yeah. So for buyers, other things, gosh, so what kind of focus. No, that's fine. And for, and I'm just going to ask you a couple more leading How questions. How many buy sides do you do in the first quarter? He, uh, said, he just said he's so seller focused. Yeah. 87. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not, no, I'm not tracking you. Uh, in, the, in the 200. Yeah, right. In the 200. So you must be doing something great. You're yeah. just not sure what it is. What other deposits <laughs> do you make on the buyer side besides just appointments? Uh, you know, providing services, obviously, you know, uh, from contractors to moving, uh, subsidized fees, uh, different things along those lines. Um, you know, as far as like a concierge service or anything, 
uh, haven't really extended it too far. There are a lot of different things we want to do, um, but, but we are pretty heavy seller focused. Right. Uh, yeah, cool. I was just buying time to see if anybody wanted to ask yeah, me more questions yeah. and all I got was thanks guys and you know more compliments. Yeah, I go to Vegas a lot and that's how I know the number eight is lucky because they have um, a lot of Asians that go to Vegas and they don't they, they don't ever put them on the, the seventh floor. I just have to I worry all the time like, when he starts going, going down different paths. I'm like, where is this gonna go? <laughs> I mean, he made it out, he makes it out clean a lot. He makes it out clean a lot. We may need to have a delay on this. No, no, it is Shanley actually does a little. What do we need our to cut pride, out? Our pride <laughs> is giving it to them raw, and you were awesome. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you for coming out. It, guys. All right. Love your business. Love what you guys do. Thank you for listening. Now more than ever, it is important to put the consumer first. Check us out on all major streaming platforms like SoundCloud, iTunes, Player FM, Google Play, and Stitcher. Information about one on one coaching or solution events, text. 480-530-7972.